Welcome to The Lex Factor, a lawfully good podcast where we'll brief you on the business of law so you can build a better practice and capture more billable hours. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Lex Factor. It's your host, Lauren, here. And your co-host, Brad. Oh, thank you. When I was not here, did people clap for you? No. Are you serious? No, they did. Aww. I actually... Please, you <clears throat> clap and you bow. Yeah. No, 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 no bowing. bowing. But okay. I did have somebody write a cheer for me while you were out. Really? Yeah. Oh. Who? Well, I, I don't want to tell you because I'm scared you're going to retaliate. And what was the cheer? It was a, a beautiful cheer. It was about my success and just how amazing I am. Yeah. So is really that person was... the new host? No. She is, I mean... she is a co-host, though. Okay. So on another and podcast. Okay. Wow, way to give it away, Brad. <laughs> I love it. I'm putting I'll two and two w- together. I'll have a word with Sarah. No. <laughs> you found out. Yes. Well, you're so sneaky. But you I place did things also, very close uh, right? to the chest. Yeah. I did also hear a certain podcast that I was not on where the conversation started to talk about me and about my lack of height. Uh, and I, don't I wasn't recall. even there to defend myself. I don't but, recall. But the host of this show, I'm not sure if you've met her or not. I don't recall. Uh, really started that and I talked don't, about I don't that. No. You don't recall that? I don't that. recall, hmm. no. Okay, let me I'd play like back for you. I'd like to speak with my lawyer. <laughs> Just to say, plausible deniability. I know. Given I don't how much you have recorded and published, I'm not sure you can back off of that one. So. <laughs> I love Ouch. it. Uh, so she listens. Yes, yes, absolutely. Wait, who, our guest. Who is that that I hear? Who's our, that talking? I don't, it's our guest. Oh my, who is she? I, I, I Do don't do it? No, do you do it. Do it. Are you sure? You, uh, positive. It's all you. All right. We are here with the Carrie Stoner of Lexicon. She is our Senior Director of Operations. Welcome. Hi. Welcome. Glad to be here. Yeah. Yay. We're yeah. glad yeah. to have I you. I enjoy listening. I would so say you're a listener. You I'm know a how listener. this goes. Yeah. I'm you always You know, we talk about Brad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Longtime listener, first time guest. Wait, tell Carrie about how you electrocuted yourself. No. <laughs> that is not podcast worthy. Well, once you put it out there like that, how are we going to walk away? <laughs> we we just have to. It was in the office, too. No, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it was not. I was merely doing some construction, and yes, I I didn't have the electric off and electrocuted you, myself. Ah! You didn't misunderstand the assignment, then, huh? You, that's right. You're, you're in the right job here, huh? You're right. Exactly. Okay. Yes. That is and, why uh, we do IT, right? Yeah, that's and right. Podcasts. That's right. Cool. So, Carrie, what are we talking about today? Actually, you know what? Before we go there, I'm sorry. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your role here, you know, how you got here, your background, sure. personal life, embarrassing stories. No, we'll skip those for sure. <laughs> okay. I've never been electrocuted except for like maybe when I was four. But uh, Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, that's, it must you know, have that's been on your parents. When yeah. a four-year-old tries to plug something in and they don't have to figure out of the way, oh. I, I remember that, you yeah, know, but anyway. That's normal, so, right? um, mm-hmm. Everybody's my, my background, I've always worked in operations. I've worked in actually quite a few industries. I've worked early in my career. I worked in IT. Oh. Uh, I spent some years in education. I spent some years in nonprofit and then most recently oh, wow. working in law firms. Um, I've only been with um, Lexicon since last fall. Okay. But prior to that, I was working with an estate and elder law firm and was ran operations for them as well. So background in multiple disciplines, always in operations. That's sort of my home zone. She Enjoy gets it. stuff done. I know. Do you find that it's different between industries? Yeah, there are some things because sort of the kind of the ethos and values of different organizations come through. And then in the industries, there's different priorities. So I spent a kind of a, a chunk of my career in nonprofit. And even though operations is still getting things done, it's a much different yeah. world when you switch from nonprofit to the profit world again. But the foundation um, is still there. It's, it's all still you build getting off things done, and, yeah. being stable, looking ahead and staying ahead of your problems. Mm-hmm. 
operations is still operations no matter what what no matter uh, what sector happens. you're working in. So I feel like this is something that I'm most comfortable talking about. And that's why they said, what do you want to talk about? I said, oh, let's talk about fixing problems. Because <laughs> uh, so that's I sort of problem. where I feel um, like, no. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's the, the piece I bring that is I, I can try to help with. The you fixer. Know? Yeah, yeah, so I have a problem with my co-host. How do I fix that, Jeez. Carrie? Wow. You talk to the HR director. Uh, okay, okay. That will be our guest next week. Okay. <laughs> you can have a whole conversation perfect. about it on the podcast. Well, act like you're not even here. Okay, that's perfect. Right. So this is funny because then when I was sort of thinking through the analogy I wanted to talk through here today, like, you know, you've always heard that uh, discussion about get the right seats on the bus, mm-hmm. you know, and you're talking, your problem with your, your uh, co-host. co-host is the wrong seat in the bus. My discussion is about the bus itself. Like today, we can talk about seats in the bus at another one or, yeah. get, or get other people to talk to that. But my discussion is about the actual bus. Okay. And so uh, if I, I'm a visual thinker, so I'm kind of always picturing how mm-hmm. things in my head, the analogies. And I, I think of a, a goal of someone who's in operations is for the, the company to just run really smooth, Fix smooth all the sailing, no bumps, no unexpected turns, whatever, and... And when you have, you know, like these old movies, you see these jalopies where the wheels are like four different sizes mm-hmm. and things are falling <laughs> off and it's like, As it's, driving. it's like bouncing yeah. and the springs bouncing behind it. Like that's an organization that's not running smoothly. And what you want is a bus where um, you hardly even know you're in a bus because you're just sailing yeah. along. Smooth ride. Yeah. Nice. Smooth, smooth ride. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. So, so how so, the heck do you do that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, I think it depends on what your current status is. Mm-hmm. Like, are you on that uh, bumpy road that's... Um, Hard to navigate. Things are falling off and <laughs> and you can't make a left turn because that doesn't work. You hit work that turbulence, and, the luggage is falling out, yeah. people are screaming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or you can sort of be in the in-between zone where you're pretty much sailing along, but, but every time you try to do this, it doesn't work. Okay. Or, or you can't go fast enough. You can, you can do all your stuff, but you, only if you stay under this mile per hour, you know. So um, this is kind of like if you think through the mental process, um, first thing you have to do is figure out where things are broken or mm-hmm. where things aren't working. What's the problem? And for someone who has uh, an eyeball that sees those things, they jump out at you. If, if you're not one of those people that naturally sees those things, you sort of have to train yourself to kind of always in the back of your head be saying, what's broken about this? Like, yeah. I feel the disconnect. I, I feel the bump. fall in that category. Yeah, like mm-hmm. w- stop and stop look and think like what's broken what's not working and see if you can identify it in a really concise yeah. way but you can rely on your team to do that as well you know exactly. it's not all on you there there's other exactly. ways to do that right okay. ask a lot of questions um pay attention to what people are frustrated about you know often in these sorts of things it's not a you know that old thing about boulders and pebbles in your shoe like they'll tell you if you just pay attention and ask the right yeah. questions right mm-hmm. and so once you can concisely say what the problem is then you got to say, okay, what are our, all of our options? And, and y'all, everyone has constraints. You can be in a super successful company or you can be a struggling startup and you have constraints. What's your staffing issues? What's your financials? What's your timeline? Like, does mm-hmm. this have to get solved before 5 o'clock today? Yeah. Or do we have to solve it in this quarter? Or is this like, man, we've, we've really got to conquer this at some point. Like, what, yeah. what's your limitation, right? And, and given that, put out your solutions, I always like to do that as a team instead of just a one-man show because you get buy-in that way. You get uh, more support, creative yeah. ideas. Like mm-hmm. I'm not a creative person. I don't consider myself a creative person, but um, 
sometimes when you put a question out and someone will come up with something, you'll say, wow, that's brilliant. I would have never thought of that. And that's better than anything I would have come up with. So so put heads together. Yeah, not Um, even people with the same background. You know, you may be fixing an HR problem. It doesn't mean that only you and HR can solve that. You know, bring in your team. People have great ideas. Sometimes you just, you need to get outside of that box and you need a little help to get there. Absolutely. And the value of that is everyone feels participating. Yeah. Everyone feels like they're heard, like, uh, it's point, not yeah. just a top-down organization, but that we're all in this together. We're all in the trenches together. Like that's a really important thing when it comes to morale and mm-hmm. connection with the company, connection with coworkers, that sort of thing. And so, team-wise, now you can't always do that. Sometimes you just have to decide. Yeah. Um, but but where possible, I think that's worth doing. Uh, and then, okay, pick which the best one. All your different factors that you have to play with. Put it in place. I kind of have some canned questions I ask myself. I try to always look ahead, like what what potential problems are going to be there and solve them before they happen? Mm -hmm. What questions are going to get asked and answer them before they're asked? Who needs to be informed of this and tell them before they ask? Like always stay ahead of it. So stop and ask yourself those kind of mental step questions. Mm -hmm. Um, And then evaluate what happens with it. Did that really solve the problem or it fixed this piece but not that piece? Um, do you ever deal with uh, in your career just people that are adverse to change? So as you're going through this and yes. you're identifying it, they're probably used to the little bumps and the rocks, and they yeah. come to enjoy that little bump as a yeah, reassurance. Yeah, you're used to it. So yeah, yeah it's kind of like so, yeah, that's not how we do it. Right, sentence is going to come out of someone's mouth. Yeah, or we've yeah. always done it this way. Yep. Yeah, it's just that's the same flavor one. of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. and and that's where all your people skills come in and. If you you don't have to be in an organization very long before you start saying, oh, this is that kind of person and this is that kind of person. And so if you um, invest time before you have a problem in a relationship, that's something you're really good at, Brad, is investing in relationships oh, with people. Aww. Is And then you can sort of cash in those chips as you need to. And I think that's one of the things you ask yourself ahead of time. Who's going to have a problem with this? And let's go address it before I even roll this out or announce this or make mm-hmm. this change so that you can sort of – Build. Do yeah. what you can to build, cash in on that trust, build buy-in, at least give them a chance. Because some people, I found that some people, um, they'll come around, but their first reaction is never their best reaction, mm-hmm. right? So so sometimes if you catch someone off guard, it's going to blow up. If you give them time to, like, process it and, and come to terms with it, like, they can be fine. Yeah. But you just have to know that that person is going to require a little extra time for that. Before and- I ask my next question, I would like to point something out just real quick to my my host. Mm-hmm. Um, what yes. Carrie just did is a compliment. She complimented <laughs> oh, me, and that doesn't Brad. really occur. I just I wanted to flag. You I just want to flag the tape there. Just maybe listen. We could use there, that as there. a call out. For, yeah, call, for the uh, podcast. Call out. Just yeah. you, you know. So, but anyway, back to back you to have my beautiful <laughs> fingernails. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm not sure I wanted that one, but okay. Yeah, that's right. Thank you, I think. Uh, I think that's a compliment. So carry your fingernails. I don't have many fingernails. <laughs> so anyway, back to the topic at hand. You know, I think of it, uh, I think you're exactly right. I think of it as the pre-meeting. You know, you want to yes. go and have that pre-meeting. Yeah, you got to lay those, the groundwork. Yeah, so that they'll yeah. get that buy-in because yeah. just as you said, through the relationship, you know, ooh, this person's first reaction usually isn't the best. So let's get that out of the way first yeah. and get the buy-in yeah. before the actual. Exactly. I think that's a great. Yeah, yeah. But do you have tips, and I'm sorry, 
tips when you have those tough cookies? Like sometimes getting that buy-in or approaching them in the manner that you guys just explained doesn't always work. No, it doesn't. And and that's there's a couple ways you have to come at that. Some of it is you have to rely on relationship. Mm -hmm. Some of it is they're just going to have to come to terms with some things at some point. Like <laughs> there are there yeah. are certain things that are just going to have to be that way. And yeah. um, I tend to be a person who would prefer to just talk pretty straight. I don't like to play hide the ball. And you know, I can to, see that. You don't yeah. have to be rude <laughs> about anything. You know, you can always balance kindness yeah. with honesty. And my goal is Let's always just both. Just be upfront. It's about the business. You know? Like this yeah. isn't personal. It's to drive the business right. forward. Yeah, but beyond that, I think. It really comes down to knowing your people, knowing your team. It's always going to vary, too, depending on how significant mm. you're talking about. If you're talking about a, oh, will you make sure you copy this person on this kind of thing in the future so that they can speak to that, like, oh, I know this is going to be an issue because of that or something. Yeah. Like a small tweak in your process, hey, do this one little thing, as opposed to we're blowing up this plan and we're going to develop a whole new procedure and it's going to rearrange responsibilities. Like those are the two ends of the spectrum of sure. what kinds of process changes we're talking about. And depending on how huge it is, you might have to invest yeah. a lot of people time yeah. in in making this effective. Because people are uh, the deciding factor. A computer is always going to do the same thing. Yeah. Right. But people are the variable. And if you don't invest the time in the people in those relationships for process change, that really could derail That's a good point. Changes. Even when deploying technology, the biggest hurdle most of the time oh, isn't yeah. technology. It's getting Definitely. the people yeah. to change On with board it. and having mm -hmm. the process to implement mm -hmm. it and Everything yeah. like dealing that. with all the factors. You know, yeah. one thing that really helps me, and this is just kind of who I am, uh, for identifying problems, what helps me is I like to write down exactly what my expectations are right. and say this is where I want to be. Right. And then I ask myself, are we there? Yeah. And then if I say no, then I ask myself why. And mm -hmm. then I write down examples, and then it gives me individual things to look at to mm -hmm. fix. That's a good that's way to how, drill into it. Yeah, that's how I do it because I find myself, if I don't write where I want to be, then it's uh, I find problems spare of the moment. Like, mm -hmm. uh, oh, my gosh, this just happened. Why are we doing this? Let's fix it. Mm -hmm. But if I write it ahead of time, I try to get yeah, ahead, it's much more of proactive yeah, and systematic. ahead of those problems. Yeah. So. Hmm. yeah. I think that's true when you talk if you go back to that bus analogy I was thinking um you can you can keep modding your bus out mm -hmm. right <laughs> but at some point like but maybe your bus that's is the wrong real. bus right. you know and and if you just keep your nose on the right here in front of you without ever coming up to the horizon and looking long term right. maybe you're on the wrong road maybe you're in the wrong yeah. bus maybe and... you're putting ground effects on your bus to see the bumps <laughs> but you're still hitting them okay see, that's I'm, not gonna... I'm out of yeah. I'm out of mod analogy okay. so <laughs> you have to carry that one on your own but but the that's point is there yes I think it's a, exactly right you have to keep looking back to the horizon uh, Brad's over here having the time of his life can we talk about cars <laughs> are you a car guy oh you know I like talking about it but it's not <laughs> It's not, uh, we don't have to talk about it. I would not have ever have pegged to. you as a car guy, but okay. We don't have to talk about it now. It's fine. We can just do the podcast. podcast yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> um, Carrie, I would love to hear a real life example that you've tackled, like in one of your previous roles or even for one of our clients here at Lexicon, um, something that you helped them improve and how you kind of went about doing that. I think mm. real life examples are always, mm -hmm. always good. There's always issues with inconsistent expectations or inconsistent documentation or, mm, or one people mm -hmm. one group of people or individual thinks we do it one way and one thinks we do it another way especially if something hasn't been developed intentionally it's just sort of organically developed yeah. there was no foresight like mm -hmm. you said like stop and write down what our expectations are and then target there 
Uh, and so there's that's a very common repeated theme across sectors, across industries yeah, where multiple. something yeah. grew up organically without any real foresight or oversight. And so when you when you look at it strategically, you think, okay, that solves the problem, but wow, is that not the most efficient or effective way to do something? Yeah. So the business process management and documentation is really important because that forces you to go from the top down. What What is our policy? What is our stance on this? And then how do we do it mm-hmm. and come back down yeah. to it? That sort of thing is really important. The problem of so many organizations is that takes so much time and energy, and it's really hard to do those strategically important things when you're trying to do today's 18 tasks and not be here till 7.30 again tonight, yeah. you know? So, um, but they're so important to get you that just, expectation. Like, you just have to somehow find the way to do it, and even if it's a bite the bullet for a little while up front to sort yeah. of turn, Take the, an hour to turn the bus a little yeah. and, and, and get that shift started, you know, yeah. it can gain momentum once you do it. But yeah. often that's the hardest part of a really systemic process change is is kind of the turning the cruise liner yeah. two, de- two degrees not, up know, front, you know. You know exactly. One of the things that I'm a big fan of for business process management is uh, I like to, it's not fancy, but what does this mean? What does it mean for you? Mm-hmm. What does it mean for me? I like to have that conversation when you write a process because I've found that when you write a policy or a process, uh, people always will agree that mm-hmm. process is good, yeah. that policy is good. It's good to set the standard, right? right? They're all, everybody's in agreement. But what does that mean for you? Mm-hmm. So, Lauren, what that means for you is you can't do this Mm-hmm. You have to do it this way now. Yeah, right. and, and when the rubber hits the road, road like that, yeah. that's where you get reactions. Right. And, yeah. and then you can start talking about it because it becomes real. If you just put together the process, mm-hmm. people many times will go, thank you for that, and then just go back to, to what, what they, they were are. doing. Yeah, I'll put but that in my binder it, on the shelf. And, yeah. you know, what does this mm-hmm. mean for you? Yeah. Well, it means this. Yeah. Or uh, putting together a policy, it means, hey, you can't approve this. Uh, you have right. to go to a higher level and authority yeah. in the company to approve this now right. or whatever it means. So kind of always ask those questions and does it clearly call out what you're trying to accomplish? Because if it doesn't, you've just done a lot of work that doesn't really make an impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like we talked about earlier, you, you're you building these policies, procedures, you're you're finding improvements, but you have to implement them too. Mm-hmm. You right. can't and just maintain hand somebody main, a maintenance, binder. Maintenance exactly. is a whole nother beast that we can talk exactly. about, a whole nother. Like you can spend huge amounts of time creating all these policies and processes, but if they become a document that gets filed in your SharePoint mm-hmm. and no exactly. one really looks at them or lives by them, yeah. yeah. It was money All that, that work. It, it's not it just was time down carry. the drain. Yeah, yeah. here's yeah. here's how we fixed yeah. your process. Here's the improvement. Yep. Um great. Now how do we implement it? How right. do we maintain it? How do right. we optimize it? Yeah. It doesn't just in there. And right. that that takes you can have one champion for mm. that or a couple of champions in an organization that, for that. Yeah. But you have to have buy-in of everybody and whether it's At willing or enforced yeah. uh it's the accounts mm-hmm. payable associate who's sitting there processing invoice after invoice who can blow up Something, yeah, you know, it, mm-hmm. it can be uh, a help desk technician or uh, someone who's on the phones at, at your at a call center, or you know, it it really is at all levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the it host is. of a podcast. Oh, zing! Ooh, mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. I feel some chest pain. Oh, I'm just, <laughs> that one hurt. I'm just saying. That oh, oh, could, that wasn't towards me. No, no, it's just, just in any, general. It's just general. Oh, okay. You, okay. Why are you guilty? Do you no. feel guilty? No, about I just okay. thought it was a direct jab, no, but no, you know, no. whatever. Okay. No, my fingernails are not out. 
your pretty fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Anywho. Um, no, so Carrie, this has been wonderful. If you could really kind of close out today's session with a few tips that our listeners could take with them and really put into place today to start seeing some change at their firms, what would you suggest? I think you have to keep investing in your relationships. All real change is going to come from relationships. And so you mm-hmm. can't be an on-paper manager. You have to know your people. Mm-hmm. How's your kid doing? How did that game go? Did they get that job? You know, yeah. So that when you have to come through those hard conversations, you have relational capital to work with. I think you need to pay attention to all the details and don't just let things slide, assuming they're covered or good enough. Yeah. Pay attention to your details and then communicate, communicate, communicate. You can't over communicate. You really can't. Definitely. You know, it, so many things come down to that. As much as we're at a hybrid and there's so many virtual stuff. Like, get in someone's face. Get up and walk over to their yeah. desk. Don't send an IM when you can get on a Teams call. Don't get on a Teams call when you can have a real phone call. Don't have a phone call when you can walk over to their desk and mm-hmm. say, hey, you have a minute? Um, always escalate to the most personal in-person yeah. communication that you have. And then just pay attention. Keep going. That's great advice. All right, everybody. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, share with your friends, all that good stuff. Um, other than that, thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Lex Factor. And we'll talk to you next time. Next time, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to The Lex Factor. Lexicon takes care of business so you can take care of law. Learn how to build a better practice at lexiconservices.com.